if I need to spend 12 hours a day to grow the MRR, I feel like something is wrong, especially if the MRR doesn't even sustain my lifetime. And so in that sense, I call it failure. Hello and welcome back to Indie Bites, the podcast arriving you stories of fellow indie hackers in 15 minutes or less. In this episode, we're joined by Mark Luvion, who is an indie hacker with many, many products. His tagline on his website is relatable for us all. I was fired everywhere, so I had to work for myself. If you go to Mark's indie page, you can see all of his projects, including Habits Garden, Gamify List, Visualize Habit, Make Landing and more. Mark is currently living in Bali and on his way to 5k MRR across his products. You may have seen Mark on Twitter with his hilarious launch videos and candid build and public updates. Before we dive into Mark's story, I want to take a moment to say a big thank you to my wonderful sponsor, Email Octopus. Email Octopus is an indie email marketing platform built to support other small growing businesses like yours. They are focused on affordability and ease of use, which is perfect when you're starting out as a bootstrapper and don't have that much excess cash. Email Octopus contains all of the features that you need to reach and grow your audience. You can start today without paying a penny, again, useful for bootstrappers, on their free plan where you can contact up to 2,500 subscribers. If you want to try out Email Octopus, you help support the show, you can do that by heading to emailoctopus.com or hitting the link in the show notes. Let's get into this episode. Mark, welcome to the podcast. How are you doing? Wow, that was such a nice intro, James. Thanks for having me. So you, you got started with this sort of indie hacker lifestyle. And we sort of saw, saw you pop up on Twitter around, was it 2021 or 2022? You st- Twitter, end of t- 2021. Okay, so before then, what were you doing? Were you being an entrepreneur, doing stuff? Did you have jobs? Yeah, I, I don't have the the super nice indie hacker story who just quit his job and you know start twitter and a year after is like <laughs> crushing it and stuff i've actually been in the game since 2016 at the end of my university i graduated and i was like i just don't want to be an engineer working for a company in paris so i gotta find something else and i started the entrepreneur's journey but the wrong way like the mark zuckerberg way going all in in that's making business card making people sign D- ndas so i can talk about my id like really crazy about it like i built an app for a year in my room and there was no users at the end like nobody ever saw the app did you have any successes then from 2016 like how were you paying your bills i don't know i think yeah i was mostly living with my parents and 2018 i started something called virally bot it's like a a software for escape room businesses to help them get more customers. It uses mm-hmm. gamifications to attract an audience. And I, I managed to to get some customers. Pro, like I actually sold the software before I built it. And then I went on from that and I run the product for about two years. And yeah, that's pretty much how I, I earned my whole life. And, you know, I was not making big money, but maybe 500,000, 2,000 sometimes a month. And it just, you know, sustain for the lifetime. And at what point did you move to Bali? So after friends, I moved to Korea, where I started another business with a friend of mine. We mm. went all in into VC fundings and things. And that was another mistake, <laughs> but I learned a lot from it. And then that was the time where I started to have this indie mindset of like, okay, you know, I, I don't want to have this big, fancy entrepreneur mindset. I just want to build some apps and see what's going on. So I started to make some apps in Korea. I met my wife that way. She was like, yeah, hey, let's move away from Korea. Let's try to see something else. We went to Bali and that was the beginning of a new chapter. What was like the first part you made as an indie hacker? As a really indie hacker, I don't know if that counts, but I made a glove with my wife where you can hold your hands together in one glove. It's It was freezing in Korea, like really cold, like minus 20 yeah. degree in winter. And I wanted to hold my wife's hand 
strolling in the street, but I couldn't because you, your hands get super, like, it hurts. It really hurts. <laughs> and so we just had this idea, and we visited some knitting shops, and we, <laughs> we found a lady, an old lady, that decided to make the meetings for us. And we saw the couple in the street. That was fun, and that was pretty much the, journey, the beginning of the journey, I'd say. So, Mark, did you like sell many of these? Did you think it was going to turn into something bigger, or was it just like solving your own problem and like making a cool product at the same time? It's a mix of solving my own problems and me being like, okay, I need a small project to see the whole round of you know what's going on from an ID to a market. We we tried Facebook ads. It was the first time ever for me to do it, and we couldn't sell any. So we we ended up going in the streets, in the freezing street. It was super cold, and we sold them in the streets. It was. I didn't speak any Korean, and my wife told me some sentences in Korean so that the people on the street would just listen and like, oh, foreigner that speaks English, that speaks Korean. I have to, I have to yeah. check it out, and then some of them would buy, and I think we sold about thirty gloves. That is so good. I, can you still buy them now? Do you still have stock of these gloves at home in my current wife' parents' house? Okay, okay, I see. That's fun. And now where you sort of go on to your indie page which you also built you see all of these projects you've done this sort of 12 startups in 12 months launching a bunch of stuff when did that plan come into effect when did you start to think yeah i'm gonna build a bunch of stuff and see what works it's a snowball effect it didn't start that way at first i I just wanted to make one successful product but the more i failed the more products that were unsold the more i realized i gotta try a lot of things and at the same time, I also got better at coding. The first app would take me a year to ship. The second yeah. one, three months, and the other one, like a month. And, and now it takes about a week, and it's easier to ship more and more products now. When I first came across you, I came across Habits Garden. And I'm someone who has definitely struggled with starting and maintaining habits. And I've sort of heard about people trying to gamify it. And I think the one thing that would be fantastic for gamification is your habits if you can make it addictive to build those positive habits it's a great thing and you've also built gamify list which is a list of all these products that are also gamified i've not seen many other indie hackers do this why did you start doing it for your products so the gamification journey started even a bit earlier when i was working for escape rooms i was selling them a software that let their audience play a game so that they would learn about the escape room business online yeah. and then they could book a session. Um, and I think it comes down from being a kid playing with Legos and then I moved on and I played World of Warcraft for 14 hours a day for years. <laughs> it's a powerful thing to make people addicted to some, do something good for them. And I like this idea, so I just doubled down on it. So what are some elements that indie hackers can build into their app that starts to play into gamification? Because it almost feels like you've got a do it from scratch if you're going to start and build a product you have to build in the gamified elements from the start is that true or can you sort of add features that can help this gamification there, there are a couple of ways to go there are different levels of gamification i think the level where you have graphics and, and things like that it's that's hard work and i believe indie hackers would struggle tackling like going into that road but you can do some simple things like leaderboards people love leaderboards and You know, you don't have to have graphics or anything. You can use images and then you can count the points and you just display basic leaderboards and just people love that. And and yeah. So with Habits Garden and the gamification of it, do you feel that that was like really helpful to it growing, to it becoming like growing the MRR? Or do you think 
like how important was the gamification for the product because i guess it makes it really sticky once you get them in but i guess it's kind of hard to get them initially in it's a really good point i have two type of customers let's say that a lot of people come to the habit tracker and are overwhelmed with the gamification part and it's just quick yeah. and never come back but those who are into it are really into it like i launched the app a year and a couple months ago and they have people keep renewing their subscriptions and they're really, really into it. So it's a small fraction of people, but for those for who it works, it works really well. Mm -hmm. And you did a an Indie Hackers post saying that you got Habits Garden to a good point in MRR, but you considered it a failure. And I remember reading the comments on that and people were like, Mark, you've got to this level of MRR. How can you say it's a failure? Okay. Talk to me about why you thought it was... A a failure. I know it's still running, but you're launching new things. Yeah, obviously, when I call it a failure, it's my failure. And what I call a failure is something that if I need to spend 12 hours a day to grow the MRR, I feel like something is wrong, especially if the MRR doesn't even sustain my lifestyle. And so in that sense, I call it a failure. And I try to move on to something where I would have a better, uh, more obvious success where you know I could focus on other things and it would still pay the bills because Happy's Garden made at most I think eight hundred dollars a month. Yeah, and I was working all day with that. So yeah, it's pretty. It's not sustainable for the future. Yeah, no, that makes sense. Uh, I, I think there's definitely a conversation from people when they start products, they work on it for a long time, and it's when do you stop because you've got like some traction there you've got mrr but some people would have kept going because they've got that bit of mrr but knowing when to stop i think is yeah. really hard to do and really useful and for you your indication was i'm working 12 hours a day it's not growing as quick as it could be and you've also got the audience on twitter who can sometimes lead to these like false positives where you can get mrr just purely through your audience but that doesn't mean sustained growth and sustained yeah. users 100% with that, yeah. And that's why I think it's important for indie hackers to try a lot of things because it's easy to get stuck with one of those projects where you have a little bit of MRR. You think it's, you know, you could grow it a lot and things, but you could you could get trapped and, you know, lose like a year of your life doing this. I have a feeling that if something is going to work, at the beginning, it, switch, it should somehow work, you know? Mm-hmm. And on that portfolio of projects thing, Mark, you seem to have so much on. And I've heard this debate come up a lot with indie hackers. This single focus, this portfolio of small bets. I, I sort of flutter between them. I have lots of things on myself, but I do think if I had one thing and put all my focus into it, it would grow quicker. But it seems like you're launching stuff and moving on instead of having a bunch and maintaining them all at the same time. So what's your view on this portfolio of small bets versus having that one focus i think when you get started it's good to have a portfolio of products do a bunch and see what sticks um, i think at some point you will need to focus on one to make it grow and then i think it's a it's a matter of preference like some people like to have different products and work on different things at different time of the day yeah some people like to have one main focus there are pros and cons on both sides and I think it's just a matter of what's what's important for you. But I think it's important to really start with launching lots of products so you get to learn, you know, the mechanics of it. And so you can, you know, get something off the ground real quick and, and pass the point where you at least sustain for your lifestyle. 
and you can do more and find your preferences. What does your day look like, Mark? Are you focusing on the one current project or do you have to like do a little bit of marketing and maintaining for the others? Usually they're pretty self-maintained. Yeah, I spent I spent barely no time on the previous projects. Ah, so where's all your focus on right now today? <laughs> I'm working on make lending, evolution of lending AI, um, doing some SEO work as well as refining the results for the preview to hopefully have a better conversion rate. And like those products that you've built and sort of moved on from spending a lot of time on them, Habits Garden, Visualized Habit, Gamify List, Indie Pages, even recent, with all of your projects that are currently live but you're not working on, are you just planning to sort of keep them live for for a while, maybe sell a few of them off? Do you like having this portfolio of stuff that maybe is only just covers its own its own expenses yeah because they're self-maintained so there's no cost yeah. of running them beside maybe like a database of like nine dollars a month or something so yeah it's, it's kind of fun and make landing which is your main focus right now back in may 2023 you made sort of 4300 bucks from it indie page 800 bucks do you feel this is your product with the biggest potential out of all of them I'd say Make Lending is probably the one with the biggest potential. Also, yeah. the one in one of the most competitive markets that I've ever tried. <laughs> I'm searching for different things with these projects. There, I'm, I'm learning about SEO a lot. I'm learning about yeah. web scrapping as well that I've never done before. So it's very interesting. And also, I believe that being in this thing, even though it's competitive, and even though I might not have a big success with Make Lending, just the fact that I am trying to optimize the conversion for you know, like people signing up and for the page and people who actually purchase the page, it will force me to have better images, better copy. And I have a feeling that I'm going to learn something that's going to launch another product based on the current one. What product have you had the most fun on out of all of yours? <laughs> Just opening my code editor and starting a new project and designing the whole buttons and user interface in my head and also the product video making. So talking of these product videos, my goodness, Mark, I thought these were so creative, so different. What, like, what goes into making a launch video for you? Talk me through your creative <laughs> process for these. They're just awesome. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, I also have a lot of fun making them. There, there are lots of indie hackers. And there are lots of companies, product entities are crowded place. I was just looking for a way to get attention in a different manner that yeah. people haven't seen before. And... I don't know. I've, it just it sounds just right. Like I could make people have a little bit of fun, and in exchange, they would give me eventually some of their attention. Everybody's happy, and you know that worked. And so now for for you, Mark, you're living in Bali. You're like attempting to. You're like launching new things. Is this sort of the ideal life for you? Are you happy where you're at with your lifestyle and with your products? I'd say 90% yes. I think there's the part that's missing is more of a stable... I need a stable business because um, yeah. make lending and things, it's a bit trendy with AI. It goes up and then it goes down. I want to have a company that pays the bills well so I don't think about where um, how I can pay my rent and I'll be 100% happy, I'd say. All right, well, Mark... Thank you so much for coming on Indie Bites. I end every episode on three recommendations. A book, a podcast, and an indie hacker or entrepreneur. A book, Why We Sleep, Matthew Walker. Podcast. I mean, probably people have heard of it, but the Indie Hackers podcast, Indie Hacker to recommend. I've met Danny Pasma recently, and there are more to discover of him that you see. If you go through his Twitter, you would actually realize how smart he is. 
Mm. And I think there's a lot of things to learn from him. So definitely him. Great recommendations. Thank you so much for coming on this episode of Indie Bites. Pleasure, James. Thanks for having me. Thank you for listening to this episode of Indie Bites with Mark Louvion. Don't forget to check out our sponsor, Eben Octopus, to help support the show. And subscribe to my newsletter, The Indie Bite. All links are in the show notes as usual. See you in the next episode. <laughs>